Support for the Hitman Podcast is sponsored by Sprite. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is back. And just like an and one or extra point, it's back with a brand new friend. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry Zero Sugar. Cool, crisp taste of the Sprite you love. Refreshed with tart cranberry and warm spice blend for that perfect holiday filling. So do the Sprite thing. Get the MVP of the holiday season. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry. Copyright 2021 to Coca-Cola Company. On today's episode of the Hitman Podcast, MG and I go back through Black Monday, the firing of the coaches in the NFL. We also get off into the bands, which include Clay Day, Clay Thompson's triumphant return to the NBA. We talk about the wild card weekend that's coming up and who's going to make it to L.A. for the Super Bowl. Quick hits, we get off into Georgia becoming the new kings of the college football world. Don't forget the rundown, the game show, and shout outs. Episode 63 coming in in full effect. That MVP chant, you already know what's the deal. It's the most valuable podcast in the world. The Hitman Podcast, episode 63, coming in hot. We got a light, late night one this week. I got my D-Town player here. MG, what's the word, dog? How you feeling? What up, world? Good, bro. Good, man. Just making it through the holidays, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, bro. Appreciate you, you pulling too, up on man. me. Starting this one off, like I said, it's, it's late. We're gonna have it out. We're gonna have it out in the morning, but um, it's a perfect way to get started with the show. I got a, <laughs> I got a weird mind the way my the way my my mind works. I was out in Philly over the weekend for week eighteen with uh Eagles and the Cowboys, and was talking to my homie. Shout out to Kelton uh, over the Three Ish podcast. But we was on the field and we was just going back and forth about all type of shit. But one of the things was like. Who do we think is a vampire? You know what I'm saying? In real life. We talk about it all the time. Certain people done found the fountain of youth. Rest in peace to Betty White. Rest in peace to John Madden. Uh, rest in peace to Bob Saget, obviously. Uh, Dan Tanner from Full House. But we was talking about, like, who never ages? You feel me? So I'm going to list off some names to you, bro. And I want you to let me know, like, if if... You give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down in regards to my train of thought. <laughs> Let's rock. All right. So the first one I got for you is Morgan Freeman. He been old since he was a baby. You probably came out the womb <laughs> old, right? I was not expecting that. To be <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a, that's a thumbs up. That's a thumbs up, bro. All right. Cool. Bet. <laughs> Moving on. Hugh Jackman. Ooh. Thumbs up. He's he been Wolverine age since about uh, 2000, 2001. For real. I, he might be the all-time vampire. <laughs> Count Dracula, you feel me? I'm going to give you a female, Jennifer Aniston. How you feel about it? Slightly, but yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can rock with that one. A little different from Friends, but ever since, like, I don't know, like right after Friends, she kind of been the same age for about 30 years. Fab, oh, yeah. Fab. He been the same baby face assassin since he came in the game. You feel me? <laughs> I must be yeah. clicking on all cylinders. I'm I'm that's, getting the reaction I want. Bro. Let me keep going. Uh, your your D town player, Jalen Rose. Oh yeah, you already know. Especially I'm, I'm with go, the lining, right? <laughs> you already know. Oh, bro, he he gained more hair. He got the baby fro. Unbelievable. Couple more. Uh, Andy Reid. 
facts. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. Ooh. I'm going to go thumbs up on that All one. All right, surprise, surprise. This is the last one, and this was the one I, I bet the house on. Usher. Ooh. We got some vampires walking around amongst us, right? For real, bro. Night walkers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I just was thinking about it all weekend, and we was just batting names around back and forth, and those are the ones I kind of came up with. They don't ever seem to age. They know something that we don't, right, Big Dog? Well, since you mentioned Usher, I'm going to throw two names out there. Or did, or, or, did, or did I mean to say Jason Derulo? I don't know if you caught that. Uh, oh, oh, I, I mean, I, look, if I'm no two cats, man, it definitely not Usher. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to th- throw you two bones because of Usher, Ludacris, and Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say that. I watched the... Uh, he had an interview with Bow Wow. I don't know if you checked it out. Man. Bow Wow came in there wild. Shout out to Rory and Mal. New Rory and Mal. But, uh, but yeah, those are two good ones too. Luda and Jermaine Dupree, straight up. They've been looking the same since Welcome to Atlanta came out. You feel me? Man. Before we get started off in the show, y'all know how we get down each and every week. Want to let y'all know that we everywhere that podcasts live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Check us out on the YouTube. This video's in your phone right now. You feel what I'm saying? All you got to do is go in there and type the Hit Me In podcast. Also, want to let y'all know that we sponsored by Sprite. Sprite, when Sprite's Cranberry, I had Carolina Calvin on here last week. MG, he said it's banging. I don't know if you a, a pop dude or soda dude, but before the promotion is over, make sure you get you a bottle of it, man. It's banging for real, for real, for real. You feel me? Oh, yeah. We going to mess with it. We going to mess with it. Yeah, sir. Ski. Don't forget, y'all can check out MG each and every week on the Defining Victories podcast only on BlitzSportsNetwork.com. Stupid. <laughs> With that being said, y'all know how we get down each and every week. It's the woo Wop the Bams. Where you want to take it first, dog? NFL, you want to go NBA? Ooh. You know what? Let's knock out NBA because it's fresh in my mind right now. All right, we doing NBA. Y'all know where we starting. Back to Splash Class. Hit it. Uh huh. And now it is eleventh NBA season. Yeah. Welcome back to Splash Class, baby. Clay Thompson made his return after two years in in purgatory. You feel me? Back on the NBA courts, and it was all love. They dubbed it Clay Day as they took down the Cleveland Cavaliers. Clay finished the game with 17 points. They took an L tonight, though, man. Demetrius Jamel Morantz came man. in the game and destroyed the Warriors with that game-winning clutch and one layup. That NBA ain't nice. probably been ain't been this exciting in a long time, bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's being carried by the young stars, and I think that's a good change of pace from what we had the last like decade. Took them long enough to get there, though. We was waiting on it because everybody been counting down for LeBron to walk away and and KD to kind of wind it down. We was looking for that next crop of talent who was gonna get up there and snatch the torch, and it looked like it was in good hands now. Man, look, that, that boy Josh, something serious. Man. Something serious. Uh, my MVP right now. So Your MVP? Strong, yeah. strong, strong. Yeah. That's my MVP. I, he, he got them boys sitting at, what, half a game behind Utah? Or tied with Utah now? 29 and 14 for the for the season. 15 and 8 at home, including the win tonight. Ja went off for 29 points. Man. Desmond Bain tapped in with 11. 3J, Jaron Jackson Jr., 13 and 11. Despite Steph Curry, did he have a triple-double tonight? Yeah, Yeah, 27, 10, and 10. Clay chipped in with another 14. Strong showing again. Back from the dead. Um, Warriors still top dogs in the land, but John Moran is a bully, man. He's a problem. You got him as the MVP of the league, though? Yeah. Over Curry? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you, you're talking about. Walk me through not, it. Not only is it the 
it's not only is it the record because obviously they're shitting you know they'll if they keep playing like this they'll be top three in the west uh-huh. but it's, it's how he's closing these games out man it's it's basically like watching russell westbrook but under control people people uh throwing around <laughs> throwing around the notion that john moran is better than d rose ever was and that was the point of conversation when he first came in it was him and russ who was better who was more explosive they kind of were uh mirror images of one another right they both got an mvp apiece they both were in their respective conferences finals at a very young age a lot of success early on but josh has been thugging it out that grid and grind city mentality of memphis he's adopted it from the jump and they love him bro yeah i mean d rose never had the offensive help off the back that Jaws had so i mean i'll give d rose that credit but i think Ja probably has a higher ceiling just because i mean we're only in i mean we're only in year three <laughs> so true this, true. Is, this is ridiculous and i mean his his athleticism is otherworldly. i mean that block i mean come on yeah, six, yeah, that's easy. Six one grabbing blocks off of the top of the square on the backboard. Extraterrestrial, <laughs> you feel me? Obviously, but, no brainer for an all star. Um, fringe all star starter, right? Over Luca, should be. Calvin and I talked about it last week. Um, I don't know if you filled out a all star ballot yet, but I got Curry and and uh, and Ja in the starting backcourt um, for the West, but. It's one of those things where it's really refreshing to see. Game after game, he just gets more and more intense, more and more aggressive. And he got the Grizzlies playing with a level of confidence that they may have not necessarily had without him. And I told Calvin that last week, even when he's out, they still win games despite him being out. He doesn't even yep. have to play well on a lot of nights in order for the Grizzlies to win games, bro. Yep. And on top of that, I think the thing that people sleep on is the Utah series from the playoffs last year. They were up in a lot of those games heading into crunch time. Yeah. They couldn't close. They couldn't close them because you know, young team, inexperienced, haven't been there before, um, and players still had to get better. But I think that I think that actually did them some good because you see the difference in how Josh closing games now. What's you the ceiling? See, What's the man. ceiling? What's the ceiling for Memphis? You said you said they're gonna get top three in the West, uh, the way they're trending right now. How do you think they fare? This season and even into let's say two three years from now, what do you see Memphis is ceiling? Ooh, possible conference finals, possible conference finals, potential MVP and Ja. Um, let me let me throw it to you because I threw it to Calvin last week. I think they need one more move, not anything like earth shattering, but just something to solidify that starting defense. I would love to see like a move where a Thaddeus Young or even if they could swing Sabonis. Um, into that lineup playing with 3J and playing with Ja just because he's kind of been in purgatory over there in Indiana or even with Miles Turner. Flip one of them. Either one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. I think, yeah, one piece away. Um, just, and when you think about it, I mean, if, they, if they're top three or four seed, they're going to have to go through both Golden State and, and Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough act to do for a young team that's already probably one piece away. But I do think they can be competitive. I mean, they beat Golden State twice already. They beat the top three in the West on the road already. Yeah, Sersky. Uh, uh, only team to do that. And they own um, the Lakers. Man, it would have the Lakers what, three times. I mean, geez. So, um, you know, they, they, them boys are rocking right now. But yeah, I agree. Uh, one more piece, probably a, probably a combo forward. Somebody can play the three and the four. Um, and, and give you some decent production. I keep throwing his name out there, and I don't. I, people sleep on him, but Metu from the Ooh, Kings. Mm. Yeah, he had a game but, winner this year against Dallas a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Versatile, yeah. play the post a little bit, has a mid range, like step that. outside, grab boards, and probably can get him for the cheap. <laughs> yeah, that Sacramento way. might might be willing to part ways with him. They seem to be going in the opposite direction. I mean, De'Aaron the Fox is the Bulls need to go get honestly Metu. Yeah. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. <laughs> What's up, dog? I think you, that's the guy. I think that's the I think that's he, I think that's kind of like a, a a Bobby Portis kind of move for the Bulls. We got flexed in this week. We didn't have any national ga- nasty televised games at the crib, but we got two prime time this week. We got the Nets tomorrow. We got the mm. Warriors on Friday, big dog. Mm. 
What's up, man? Three and zero versus the Nets. <laughs> Could be, but they they got they got Kyle with the third eye coming in town though, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know, man. I don't know. Cause they I, it, that Nets team ain't looking so good defensively. So. Yeah, they trending down with Milwaukee's fading too, bro. What's going on? What's up? The champs is on the ropes. They can't keep the big three on the floor together. I think they only lost three games with all three of them together. They looking real funny in the light, bro. Cleveland on the way. Philly starting to streak a little bit. I don't know. I don't I, know. Yeah, that East is getting a little uh murky after uh the top seed bulls, honestly. You wanna talk Kinda. uh you wanna talk Julius Randle, his thumbs down campaign? No, let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. You know Julius my guy, man. Yeah, but they was calling Obi Toppin number. They was calling his name. New York Faithful wanted him out, bro. He got fined, I think he got fined a quarter for uh for his press conference, how he was speaking, uh, on the fans and on on the Negative reception of how he isn't playing. Well, he's playing like he was uh, when they played the Hawks in the first round last year, man. Yep. Got paid. Uh, most improved player. And he hasn't shown up. And I, I go back to this again. Too much perimeter ball from him. Way too much. He need to get back to playing bully ball. It's more efficient. He's, he's just too gifted physically not to be playing bully ball and to be taking all these fadeaway threes. Like, I understand the three ball was falling last year. But again, we all know it's a less efficient shot. He hasn't refined it anyway. That's like the ugliest left-handed shot I've seen in a long time, bro. Yeah, he just, he didn't need to go back to bully ball. Honestly, um, if I was the Knicks, I would honestly experiment with just having him play the permanent five, go smaller, get you a decent stretch four who can kind of play side by side by side with him, and you. You let Julius play that center role. Let him do everything because he, he can pass. You know he can do a little bit of everything. But you let him. You let him handle the paint. And that's going. And that's going to give him. A, the playoff and that's going to give him an opportunity to get to the free throw line a lot more, banging around in the post. Yes, I think he's not taking advantage of. He had he had the successful season last year, and he had the season in New Orleans where he right. shot the ball well, and he's falling too much in love with the jumper. And he got to just get back to playing bully ball, man. That's what I always loved about Julius's game. The East is getting healthy, man. Jason Tatum came back. Uh, the Wizards are starting to fortify their lineup. Um, word around the campfire is Ben Simmons is getting looks from Atlanta. And Tobias Harris' name came up today in regards to trade packages for Ben Simmons as well. Um, people trying to make moves and get this arms race going to try to keep up with the top two dogs in the East. Right now, Chicago in the field until Brooklyn can kind of can kind of change them spare tires and get that rubber back on the road. I don't really know what to make of Miami. They still sitting pat at the in the three seed, but they've been inconsistent as well. And they keep crying about that Markeith Morris situation with Jokic. Uh, every time it's brought up or every time they get approached with it, instead of just kind of keeping their head down and hoping, it's one of them things where like they playing with attitude or they playing with a chip on their shoulder, but. They're not scaring anybody. They're not blowing anybody away with their play. No, because I mean Tyler Hero's been their best player this year, and that's not and honest. that's not saying much when you sign exactly. Kyle Lowry to a contract like you did. You know, exactly. And and you know, not only that, Tyler Hero's not even starting a lot of games. He's he's really their sixth man. He starts yeah. when he has to fill in for COVID or injury purposes. But right. he's not even your starter. He, your bench players should not be your best player nah negative 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 so negative. and then you had the bam injury and jimmy's been in and out of the lineup as usual it's hard to it's hard to say because they could get it to, they could turn it on play come playoff time just because of the style of basketball they play but it, it's gonna be tough to make it all the way with just people missing games and the inconsistencies um the ben simmons tobias thing is interesting for the simple reason that if Philly has to, if whoever takes Ben Simmons has to take Tobias back, that changes the entire landscape of the deal. Because now you're talking about luxury tax dollars and big money. Because you're talking about two major contracts. But uh, but if anybody has the the ability to absorb that, it would be Atlanta. They got players. They got players with big contracts. John Collins has been showing frustration with the team's yeah. offense recently. That's a that's a piece that you could switch out between Tobias Harris and John Collins. Talk about uh, yeah. talk about red velvet or talk about uh bogey. 
throwing him in the deal, throwing in, I don't know, maybe a um maybe a Lou Will, sending him back to Philly, something. Cause I think that because I actually think that would any deal they make would still push them into the luxury tax. Yeah, both teams. Both teams. Yeah. So I mean, and honestly, if you're Philly, you you missed out on the you missed out on that Pacers deal. Um for Brogdon. Yeah, for Brogdon and uh Levert. Yeah, right, 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 right. So I mean, if you're Philly, you're I mean, honestly you gotta that that deal probably expands into a three team deal. I don't see a team taking back both Tobias and Ben's contract. So you probably gotta get a third team involved willing to eat Tobias's contract. Remember remember way back when when we was talking about Dame Lillard going to Philly? Yeah. <laughs> my, my man might not be playing again this year. Long <laughs> ago. You feel me? And I don't know McCollum, what CJ McCollum ain't going nowhere either. So <laughs> let's swing it back to the West Side. How 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 much more lethal does Clay Thompson, in terms of an addition, make the Warriors in regards to a championship hopes. Um, it seems like, like you said, with, with Memphis kind of arising, but the top two dogs, Golden State and Phoenix, still there. Um, Dallas just got Luka back, depending on what he does in terms of productivity. Denver's still hanging around. The Clippers may still make a late push. If Kawhi comes back, if he doesn't, you can kind of count them out, but in regards to Clay coming back to the Warriors, what does that do in terms of their championship hopes, in your opinion? Solidifies them. Um, injury and COVID, you know, withstanding here. We already seen what the Warriors looked like without Clay, and now seeing Clay back on the court, seeing how he's moving, seeing, you know, he's got that, he's got some explosiveness to him still. Um, and even the effort he played, he puts in defensively. And then we know the jumper's gonna come around. The jumper looks a little bit flat right now. Um, like he's not, he, nothing's really just all net when he makes a shot right now. It's yeah. all kind of rolling around the rim of the basket. Trying so, to strength it in, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I, I think you know, it, the jumper's gonna come around, obviously. He still plays defense. Um, if he can stay healthy and if everybody can stay out of, you know, pro, COVID protocols, I mean, I think this Warriors team is. is I I don't see anybody beating them four times. Man, I I don't because if once Clay kind of gets back in rhythm and, and just think Steph won't have to play as many heavy minutes. You got Jordan Poole and Wiggins out there to to facilitate an offense because this is really going to be the first time in the Curry era outside of the KD run where Steph can legitimately take a rest and there's another guy on the floor who can handle the ball and score yeah but before it would be just clay and dre on the floor together or clay and iggy on together on the floor together when steph went to the bench and you know the ball going to clay but now you got jordan Poole. <laughs> now you got wiggins you got the boy kaminga uh you know who's getting limited minutes but he can play you know i mean you just talk about the depth of the warriors as a whole and they don't, they don't even have wiseman back i was just about to ask you you took the words out of my head do you think they make a move uh that includes wiseman at the trade deadline or do you think that they can stand pat and win the championship the way they are only if it's a can't refuse deal i think they do love wiseman um i think they're honestly growing tired of Kayvon Looney and his lack of athleticism. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, we see we um, seeing the same thing. <laughs> you saw you saw the other night when they played Cleveland. It's like, all right, bro, enough. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment a couple of months ago where Draymond was talking to Wiseman on the bench and Looney missed a lob and Draymond was like, when you get back, that's you. That's a dunk. So for the Warriors to move Wiseman, I do think it would have to be a Turner Sabonis maybe type of deal where they get one of those guys because then you get you do get Sabonis who would be a new version of David Lee for him Ooh, or you get yeah, Miles Turner yeah. who's basically a an athletic big who can block shots he can shoot the midi he can you know he got a little bit of a post game he can even stretch out to the three a little bit and I mean and he's gonna block three or four shots a game yeah and they already don't need anybody to stretch the floor but that makes it even worse when you're pulling the center out to guard yeah. Turner for whatever reason if he can give you even a 17 footer you're pulling him away for the basket that creates cut lanes for Gary Payton for Clay Thompson for Steph Curry 
Um, yeah, that just makes it a lot more deadly. And you know, the number one, one of the number one assets that the Warriors have always had and taught is passing, moving the ball. Because the fastest player on the court is the basketball. You feel me? Exactly. So I, I think that would be something that if I'm the Warriors, I invest. You know, I, I look into one of those two guys. I mean, it would take some moving some pieces around just because of contracts, but. I'd look into it at the very least. Uh, let's talk Detroit real quick before we move into the NFL. Jamie Grant uh, looking to be a trade piece. I I don't know if anybody else is going to be able to be moved. I say a Stewart, uh, Sadiq Bay, especially with the play he's been having. When we talk about teams needing to stretch four on athletic three slash four, do you see any possibility that the Detroit Pistons are going to be players at the tra- before the trade deadline? Specifically with Jamie Grant. Uh, 100%. One million. <laughs> because he's, he, he, he's a likable trade target because he, he's got a he's got a favorable contract. He's right, right. trade-friendly contract. He's got one more year left on his deal at 20 million. Um, he can play both ends of the floor. Does he think he's Michael Jordan a lot of nights with some of the shots he takes? <laughs> yes. Uh, but... <laughs> He's also been playing on a team that hasn't had many other options either. So um, I think, and I mean, you know, my original idea was the Jeremy Grant, Killian Hayes for Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. for Ben Simmons and maybe Tyrese Maxey if you throw some picks in there, but Maxey's untouchable. Um, yeah, he's not But some, some type of combination of a deal like that, maybe. I know people said the Lakers are going to try to get in, but the Lakers don't have the contracts to even make that deal without giving up a, a West. The Lakers can't trade really for anybody that makes 18 or more million a year. They don't have the contracts to make it happen. Dallas, <laughs> maybe? Minnesota, maybe? Dallas would be interesting. Minnesota would be interesting. The only thing I worry about is the the price that the Pistons are going to ask for because I think the Pistons might overvalue him on the trade market. Let us know how y'all feeling. Let's hit us up in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Let's switch over to the NFL. You know what we're going story of the week. Did you feel disrespected by, you know, Bruce Arians, like kind of saying, like, did you think it was like a big fuck you, like, nah, get of in course. the game? Of course. Imagine the guy telling you to do something that you just told him before the game that, yo, man, I can't run full speed for you. Um, Imagine that. Just trying to be out there to support my team to help win. And then the guy said, all right, be there. Show me, give me what you got. You at the game, you giving the guy what you got. Yo, we in the MetLife Stadium. They got the hardest turf in the world. I told the guy, like, true story, they do. My ankle. The guy's like, get the fuck out of here. Antonio Brown for the 2022 season, 2021-22 season, 42 receptions, 545 yards, and four touchdowns. He was on the Full Sin podcast, uh, gave him about an hour and a half. Some of it was relevant. Some of it was a bunch of nonsensical bullshit. Uh, Take from it what you will. But um, a big part of that was the conversation that he had with the receiver coach and with Bruce Arians in regards to his health. He said he wanted to go out there and be a decoy. Uh, they touched on it a little bit on the I Am Athlete podcast. Great, great episode, by the way. Shout out to Shady McCoy for pulling up on the show. Um, I don't know if you caught that yet or not. Uh, yep. Jeezy, but it was a dope episode. Gave a lot of insight. But just in regards to the AB situation, man, um, he said he couldn't go. And they thought it was a line of BS. And then you saw what happened. You saw what unfolded after the fact. Um... I ain't really get a chance to get your take on it in the in the in the blitz in the Wolfpack chat, but for the record, let me know how you was feeling about the situation because I'm not even sure if you was an AB fan or not. I mean, I liked AB in Pittsburgh, but I think um, he is it, it, it's like if I had to put like a a, a comparison a, a percentage on it, it's like he's. 10% accurate in tr- telling the truth and then like the other 90% he's <laughs> delusional. <laughs> it's like you can it's like he says all of this stuff and then like there's depending on how your bias is towards him, you can pick out the stuff that he says that you know is true, the stuff that he says that you're like, mm, I can see that happening." Word. And then the other stuff is like, "What is he talking about?" Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, dog. He uh he went out of his way to say like uh, spoke on Tom Brady and said that you know there were there was a issue in 
in regards to him saying he's my friend because I'm a great football player. Unbeknownst to a lot of us, week 18 was a was pretty much like pay week for everybody. That was kind of like the reason that they added the the extra game in because everybody was kind of out there to reach those incentives. Rob Gronkowski ended up getting his catches. Uh, the the player's name that replaced Brown in that game, it escapes me right now, but he essentially got targeted eight more times. Those eight catches were supposed to be Antonio Brown's. We already know the story behind his incentivized contract. He needed X amount of things, X amount of stats uh, in order to get that million dollar bonus. Uh, he left the game and then those catches and those yards went to, you know, went elsewhere. Um, same thing happened in Dallas. I mean, I'm sorry, in Philly. I was there for the Philly and Dallas game. Dak was in the fourth quarter hanging 50 on the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Instead of resting for the playoffs, he was making sure that he got that, got those passes, got those yards, got those touchdowns in. Obviously, that was to send a message to Philly, but you could tell there was a lot of what was going on in terms of being incentivized contracts. Hunter Winfro the other night got 100 catches against uh, the Chargers in order to put the Raiders into the playoffs. That, I'm sure, has some incentives behind it as well. So Week 18 was, a, was, a, was about money, lo and behold, to us. Um, but Tom Brady, you know, even in that, even in the final game against um, who they play, Carolina. Yep. He chose not to come out because he wanted to make sure he got his guy paid. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's an understated uh, attribute for Tom Brady in terms of being a team guy, in terms of wanting his guys to succeed and get paid, solidifying oh, those yeah, paychecks for those families. Too. Word, straight up and down, especially when he's been in the MVP race. For most of the season, but the game that's going to stick out is that New Orleans game when they only, you know, when they when they lost, you know, they only scored nine points. So he's kind of he's he's essentially out of the conversation. I think it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jonathan Taylor when they lost to the Jaguars the other day. That all but sealed it for him as well. Um, I want to talk the playoff picture with you, bro. Um, but let's get off into Black Monday first. Obviously, okay. it's not the best. Uh, Slang term when it comes to the NFL. Folks are losing jobs. Folks are, you know, having to relocate and, and change situations for their families. But I'm okay with it because Matt Nagy got up out of that big dog. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Took Ryan Pace lame ass with him. Peace out, Boy Scout. They were the first ones on the chopping block, followed by uh, Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings along with their GM. Nick Fangio in Denver calls it calls it uh calls it one for the Broncos. The surprise of the week, Brian Flores in Miami uh got the axe along with Joe Judge up in New York. After they said they were gonna retain him a day later, they reneged and sent him packing as well. Man, I, I think the uh, well, the Nagy one wasn't surprising. No. Nah. And it was it was time. It was time. And I mean, I've had this kind of theory. Um, about him as well as about another guy who's not getting fired, but Kyle Shanahan, where they I, I think those guys are great at calling plays and schematically, but coaching up talent, I don't really see that as their forte. We pod now, come on. Yeah, now Shanahan has happened to huh. win enough games to save his job, but I mean Nagy wasn't winning enough games to save his even though he even though he got fired even though he got fired with a winning record mike zimmer as well well mike zimmer that was just a plateau for the vikings yeah that 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 nfc championship game was as far as they was gonna go Mm -hmm. so it it was time to go a different route the broncos not surprised although i'm surprised to hear they're interviewing more defensive coordinators for that job and you would think that We've had defensive coordinators oh, for a while now. This ain't really the way for us in today's league. We might want to go get an offensive guy and draft a quarterback to groom. What team did you say? Say that the Broncos? The Broncos. Yeah, yeah no, nah, you got to go offense, especially when you're in a division with Vegas and Kansas City <laughs> and the Chargers, who we just saw the other night putting up putting up a hell of a fight against Vegas. You got to go offense in order to in order to hang around. Yeah, and you got to draft a quarterback. So you need somebody to groom the quarterback, you know? That's been that's been their Achilles here. That's been the worst part of the situation, the fact that they've haven't they've been playing quarterback carousel. Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. You never know who you're going to get. They got to get a guy and stick with that guy and it starts at the top. John Elway is running that organization. He needs to get it in he needs to get it in gear. But shout out to Justin. We're going to have him on the show in a couple in a couple of episodes. 
this talent pool of quarterbacks coming out in this year's draft and even in next year's draft is lukewarm. There's not a generational talent coming out. So you either got to make a trade for a guy that's unhappy or willing to make a change or you got to figure something out, man. My mind is going towards Russell Wilson in terms of making a change because I feel like he's played his last game. Yeah. One of them got to go, either Peter or Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be both of them, to be honest with you. Wouldn't surprise me. But so, so in terms of the Bears, though, like this should be a happy day for us, man. Shout out to Bruce, Bruce and Bruce happy Blitz. Happy day for now. Happy day for now, but the the news I've been hearing all day, the stuff I've been following all day, that it doesn't give me any type of confidence. They talking about Doug Peterson, Jim Harbaugh. Like, what? What are we doing, bro? <laughs> What's going on? Am I in the Twilight I mean, Zone? Y'all can have Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He don't come with no ba- battery soul separately. He don't come with a receipt, bro. Nah, I'm straight, dog. I was at the Orange Bowl when they got when they got paintbrushed by Georgia, who went on their way to win the national championship. So I kind of was just waiting on them to hurry up so I could get back to the crib and get my bags packed to get back home. But nah, it's just I, I-, I talked to Wyatt about it earlier as well. Uh, shout out to Wyatt from from BlitzSportsNetwork.com. We were talking about um, why are these coaches getting a look before Eric B. Enemy? It's just is there's something we don't know that that this is about. And he said a, a name that should be at the top of everybody's list is Byron Byron Leftwich. I, yeah. I said I said I I one million percent think he's going home to Jacksonville. Prodigal son shit. He's familiar with the organization. He played there. He's a fan favorite there. And from an economical standpoint, we just saw it happen. Uh, a little while ago with Lincoln Riley, like it yeah. behooves the Jaguars to bring Leftwich back. He probably still has a home in Jacksonville. So, as opposed to having to relocate one of these other coaches from another city, you got to buy him a house, you got to fly him out, you got to get his family relocated, all of that. If Leftwich still has a crib in Jacksonville, he knows the area, he knows the city, he knows the culture. Why not just go that direction? And he's already shown you he has the credentials to turn quarterback shit into quarterback gold. So obviously you got you got a potential generational talent in Trevor Lawrence. Go over there and, t- and coach him up. Yep. But but the problem is you giving the Jaguars too much credit in regards no. to making the smart decision. You feel me? Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, left which would be a culture change to coming off of the Urban Meyer situation. Oh yeah, here. night and, and day, off bro. Of the and off of the um, who was the GM before before all of this stuff went down? Uh, was the coach of the Giants when they won the Super Bowl? Uh, 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 uh t- um, yeah, yeah, Tim. Uh, chased all of the talent out of the town. Bobby up. Um, old dude, he used to coach the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, and he he was the coach of the Giants when they won. Um, Tom Coughlin, Tom, Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, and that culture there. I mean, they lost Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, uh, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson. You, I mean, you go down the list of players that they lost under him. Word. So they're coming off of two bad cultures. You got to hire a guy who's a known good guy, somebody who, um. Because with Jacksonville and with teams like Jacksonville, you got to start at the culture. You got to start at the culture um, to build a program that's going to survive. Um, so I, I, I like the left witch pick for them. Makes all the sense in the world. Um, the Bears is going to be iffy with the names that we're seeing. Tragic like Johnson, bro. <laughs> I like the enemy, but the enemy is he had some legal stuff in the past, I believe, but he's also fallen victim to the Andy Reid, the recent Andy Reid coaching tree not having much success. Yeah, it's getting stale. Outside of Peterson uh, with the Super one Super Bowl, Andy Reid's guys have not had a lot of success recently, and it's kind of like the Belichick thing at this point. Yeah, it's just fruit off that tree is getting stale. Yeah, so I mean, you realize how much Andy Reid does, <laughs> but um, you know, I I think the tough day for the Bears is going to be trading Khalil Mack. Why you say that? Uh, you you don't have many draft picks because you traded them away. Mm-hmm. You got 
not a great cap situation and a lack of talent on in, in a lot of areas on the field. Um, you got some receiver talent, though, but Khalil Mack is the most tradable asset you got. He's got a crazy high contract. You guys need to shed some salary and pick up assets. We got Khalil. Hicks. We got we got Robert Quinn. We got Eddie Jackson. We got Mack, obviously. Um, well, we know Eddie Jackson got to go. Definitely got to go, but <laughs> we need to shore up that offensive line mm-hmm. to protect David Montgomery, not even to protect Justin Fields because David Montgomery went balls to the wall, ended up getting hurt before it come back and finishing the season. We got a thousand yard receiver in Darnell Mooney, but that's something uh-huh. to work with. You can't, you can't go backwards with somebody like Doug Peterson, dog. Mm-hmm. Somebody no. like, and, and they said Brian <laughs> Flores has, has first dibs on, on interviewing for the bears. Why would you do that? When, when, he he didn't do much with the Dolphins, and they had Jalen Waddle, who I think he set a rookie record for the Dolphins in for receiving. Catches. It, it broke the, all, the overall rookie record for catches, I believe. Yeah, like, and but that's the but that's the most that you could come up with. Like, come on, bro, we gotta we gotta we gotta get a a coach that's gonna come in there and go from do a complete one eighty, man. There's no reason yeah. in the world with all the talent that you just spoke up, including Khalil Mack, that we shouldn't have even been vying for a playoff spot. There's only one team out of the NFC North that made the playoffs, and that's the number one seed in the league. Yeah. And I no, like we Brian can't Flores. we can't have any more seasons where Aaron Rodgers comes through the state and talking about our own y'all. That's dead. No. no. I like Brian Flores though. I mean he, they gave him he, they gave him two to work with. <laughs> True. <laughs> Good point. Good comeback. They, they for were sure. fine when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then they, but they 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 had to uh, you know um so I, I, I if you remember where Miami was before he got there in these short couple years. Yeah. And I mean that's not a great roster to work with. I mean he's got they got rid of a lot of the defensive talent and then offensively they haven't drafted much of anything offensively outside of Waddle. Outside of Waddle, right. I mean, they couldn't get a running back. Like it, it, It's a lot of stuff. And, I mean, Brian Flores walking into a situation in Chicago, I wouldn't hate because you got defensive talent, and we know he can coach that. You give, him, you give him a running game with Montgomery and Herbert. You, you know, And then you give him a couple of decent receivers with Mooney. If you guys keep Grant. um, I don't know. Allen Robinson's probably gone. I mean, he didn't look the same, but um, you guys, he would have some more to work with in my in Chicago than he did in Miami. Would it be perfect? Uh, no, I mean, I wouldn't be as excited about him as the enemy or Leftwich, but I wouldn't be mad about Flores if I was a Bears fan. Better days ahead. <laughs> Better days ahead. Let's talk this playoff picture. We start with Wild Card Weekend. Uh, the Raiders after a crazy ass game. I actually just got through checking it out, taking some notes. They tried to be the good Samaritans and and run the clock out so that the Raiders and the Chargers could finish with the same record, which would vehemently eliminate the Steelers from playoff contention so that they both could get in. But instead, the Chargers played themselves by calling a timeout and giving them the go-ahead score. They kick off their weekend by drawing uh the Cincinnati Bengals after Jamar Chase. After the LSU Tigers, a.k.a. the Cincinnati Bengals slash Tigers, put up huge numbers last week to end the season, or the, the, the game before last, pardon me, because Joe Burrow sat. They're headed over to Paul Brown Stadium, both teams at 10-7. and 7. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say this, this team is star-crossed right now. They won that game against the Chargers off of the back in the spirit of John Madden. His family was there. They lit the torch at the Legion Stadium. But just with everything that's going on between John Gruden, the strength coach he hired, uh, uh, Harry Ruggs, like, they kind of just been a Cinderella story in in, in in not the best way. But going up against the Bengals, I don't think they have a chance in hell, man, especially at the crib. No, and the Bengals scare me. Yeah. If I'm an AFC team because... Not because they're the best team on a week-to-week basis, but any given Sunday, if it ain't never applied to nobody else, this Bengals team can beat anybody on any given Sunday. Man, Joe Burrow out there looking like Joe Montana. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, Look, Burrow, Mixon, Jamar Chase, who's a savage. Nasty. Uh, He talk about Higgins. I mean, 
Uzama. Um, if that defense can step up in, because we've seen this with teams before where they got the offensive weapons, but the defense wasn't great, but yes. then the defense turns it up in the playoffs and it, it, it just meets the offense on, on a level and teams go on runs. And if that defense can somehow go on a run during the playoffs, that offense is going to be doing work. And I would not want to play the Bengals. So we both got Cincinnati moving on from the wild card. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night game, the New England Patriots in the NFC, AFC East matchup, uh, taking on the Buffalo Bills who won that division. I think I'm leaning towards Buffalo. They started they that last game kind of showed me that they're ready to click. They're ready to catch it at the right time. They're already coming off the heels of an AFC championship loss last year. I think they tasted blood and they won back in, especially uh at the men kings of the AFC East. So I think the Bills are gonna take it. I'm going Patriots. Ooh, big dog. Mac and, mac and cheese, mac and tack, what's up? Look, man, the last time they played, Mac Jones threw the ball like three times. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, we can't forget I about can't that. trust Buffalo against New England until I see otherwise. <laughs> I just can't. We need the stars to come out, though. Stephon Diggs need to get him a couple touchdowns, not just man, one. JT Jackson, bro, that DPOY candidate, man, that... He he was doing work on Stephon Diggs. Man, it took him it it took him to to open the gates of hell to finally get a catch in the end zone last week, bro. So I that Bills offense is just too pass dependent. They don't they don't run the ball, so it just just make Bill Belichick's job a lot easier. Sunday wild card: Philadelphia Eagles against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You think it's a foregone conclusion, or do the Eagles make it interesting? I think it's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> All right, we're going to move right along then. <laughs> the primetime game Sunday, San Francisco 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. Oh, God. Zeke has been playing like shit. CD Lamb ain't caught a touchdown pass and I don't know how long. Don Schultz has kind of emerged as a, as a tier one uh, tight end nowadays. But they just don't get enough run support, man. You can't you can't win every game if you're the Cowboys, especially with that defense. You can't win the game throwing 50 times a game every game, bro. No. Um and the Cowboys are the Cowboys are one of the teams that I would not want to play for the simple fact they do have a great pass rush. Um yeah. great weapon. they got good weapons on the outside. They can run the ball usually, um, and you got a good quarterback in Dak. I know he hasn't been the same since the calf injury, but when you're talking about having a a good quarterback, a run game, some good weapons, and a pretty damn good pass rush, um, it's it's hard to bet against a team like that come playoff time because you're talking about a winning type of formula. Now, will they execute it? Mm, I don't know, but um, I'm going to trust them over – Jimmy Garoppolo. Stephen A said he got a lot to say when he come back to first take about the Cowboys. I was in Philly and I caught that game. Mind you, they didn't have Jalen Hurts starting. They had Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew instead. But Dak had Nick Sirianni over there sucking his thumb. He was pissed off the whole game, cussing and screaming at the referees. I was on the sideline. Referee told him to chill out. He said, fuck you, do your job. <laughs> Man. <laughs> they, they got a bunch of penalties, but my thing is, the, they they brought the rain against the Eagles because they were trying to make a point. They were trying to make that money, and they were trying to get that rhythm going into the playoffs, bro. But in order for me to like, I've been I've been kind of secretly watching the Cowboys all season. Zeke has not looked good at all, bro. No, he looks. I mean, I've been saying it for a couple of years, but he looks he looks a little shot. Yeah, I said that earlier this year. Like, it's hard to say whether or not Dak is elite. And Zeke looked like man, <laughs> he, he, he looked like he looked that. like the monsters came in and started playing football instead of basketball. They zapped him yeah. of his superpower, you know. He lost that ability to break tackles, and he can still block and he can still catch, but he can't break tackles. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the thing with the Cowboys is, if they get hot offensively, they're going to be tough to beat because that that pass rush is going to, and they're going to force tur- turnovers. So you take you taking uh you taking Dallas or you going with Sac uh, San Francisco to upset? 
I'm going to Dallas, man. I want to see Michael Irvin go crazy over an old rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going with the upset, bro. I think Jimmy G showed me something last week. You just got to stay away from that thumb. You feel me? Man, look. I don't know. I don't trust Jimmy G. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday primetime at Arrowhead, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who backed into the playoffs. They get the Chiefs first. You think this is the last game for Big Ben for real, for real, or do they keep it going? I mean, last Sunday should have been the last game, but you yes. feel me? <laughs> TJ Watt came away Brown. with the TJ Watt <laughs> tying Michael Strahan for the single single season sack record. Uh, obviously, a unanimous Pro Bowl. Excuse me, unanimous Pro Bowler. But I think the buck stops here. Like you said, it should have stopped last week. If it wasn't for the Chargers, the Steelers would be out anyway. But I think this was uh this is the last. The last ride for for Big Ben. Yeah, I think it's all over. I think it's all over. Um, the Chiefs are just a better team, and I mean, it, it just is what it is. I mean, they got a better a better quarterback right now, um, the better offense right now, and I mean, defensively, I mean, Chris Jones has been balling. The, the Chiefs' defense hasn't been that great, but it's not like the Steelers are going to give them much to compete against offensively. So, um. I do think T.J. Watt and that defense and Cam Hayward up front have big games, but there's only so much a defense can do. It's amazing that the Kansas City Chiefs took a nap for the first half of the season, and then they turn it on whenever they feel like it. They the Warriors of the NFL. You know bro, what I'm saying? I don't, bro, their schedule was ridiculous. Yeah, dog. Like, I think they might have only played, like, one truly bad team this year. Like, they played – I mean, you just talk about the teams in the division. You talk about playing – uh, pretty much most of the playoff teams in the AFC. We just talked about it. Cincinnati took them the distance the other day and got the win <laughs> yeah, because of a hell of a effort from Chase. But oh, man, but nevertheless, they still put the fear of God in every team they play because that offense is is just unstoppable, man. Yeah, I mean, if they can, if they can, if they can get it going, man, they still got to get, they got to catch some type of momentum, though. I mean, the Bengals doing what they did. I mean, whew. I think yeah, if they see them game. again, it's a different story, though. That's just me. It could be. 100% could be. But it, that's what I was saying. Bengals, any given Sunday. Yeah. yeah. If, if yeah, the Bengals yeah. show up at their best, they can beat anybody. And that's what happened in that Chiefs game. You know? So, I mean, it, the Chiefs are the better team, but they can get caught. Speaking of any given Sunday slash any given Monday, it's Fat Spider-Man pointing at Fat Spider-Man. The Arizona Cardinals headed out to SoFi Stadium <laughs> take on the L.A. Rams in the NFC West wild card matchup. I, I this is a pick'em game. I don't know who to, I don't know who to put my my chips on. Man, one minute at the beginning of the season, we thought Matthew Stafford was going to be a shoe in for MVP. We thought he was going to repeat what Tom Brady did, playing for the Super Bowl at the crib. Then Kyler Murray was a badass kid running around. You feel me? Unstoppable. We thought he was going to be the MVP. By the end of the season, I don't want a part. I don't want parts of either one of these teams, bro. Look, man, my loyalty, my loyalty is live with Matthew. I feel you. I feel <laughs> so you. You know who I'm picking? God QB. <laughs> You know who I'm picking, but no. Um, How do you not get frustrated with them interceptions, though? Like a lot of them, thing, a lot of them joints just be like, man, what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> I do, I do get frustrated when he he, he has he has bone he, he has he has just moron moments. Man, bro, you, you took the words out my head. He, he, he and I'm not even a Rams moments. fan. Like I bang with Stafford. I, 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 I feel like he should have had way more success in Detroit. But now, like you in LA with a much better team. That defense, that defense has all the big name talent that you would you could ever want. And they added Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham halfway through the season. Yeah. I think there's I no think excuse. He misses Robert Woods. <laughs> that and, and, and listen to that statement. Even even with the wealth of talent that you have around me. Around you, you saying it's still not enough. I need Robert Woods. No, it's not enough. It's just what Robert Woods brought to the table was different than what Odell brings to the table. And we overstayed Odell. How about the fact that Cooper Cup had a had a Jerry Rice season this year and really should be in the MVP talks? Yeah, that dude was a he monster. Went, triple Crown wide receiver hasn't been done since ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. It is ridiculous how good Cooper Cup was this year, but yeah, I mean, I mean, and Rams no run game. They don't run the ball. Oh. And, uh, it's it's been horrible. The offensive line has been solid though. I will say that. Um, 
I just what Odell brings to the table versus what Robert Woods brings to the table, it, you can see the difference. You can see the difference. Robert Woods is the dirty work guy. He go he'll go across the middle. He'll block. He 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 he's he's consistent. Right. Odell, you don't know what you're gonna get on a week to week basis, mentally or physically. So, um, is Odell the more talented, like natural receiver? Yes, but for what Robert Woods brought to the team, I think he was more important. Real quick, uh, give me your MVP for the league. Uh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> that guy up north. R-E-A-L-X. <laughs> Big Vax Poppy, you feel me? Yeah, man, the MVVP, you know. Man, you heard. <laughs> um, last question before we get off into the quick hits. I only got one anyway. Do you feel like this season was too long? 18 games seems like a lot. It just seemed like this season dragged on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, it, it mean, and and for me, I'm I'm basketball first. So Word. once basketball season hit, like my attention span for football, it dwindles back. Yeah. yeah, so um, that extra game definitely made the season feel longer. Uh, so many players missing time was because of COVID. And it's just all the circumstances of this year, injuries. It just made the season feel like it was dragging. We made the adjustment when the game went from 14 to 16 and then from 16 to 17. You feel what I'm saying? I just feel like too, there's a such thing as too much of a good thing. And, I, you know, I, I'm getting back into, you know, falling back in love with football for a long time. I stayed away from it uh, just because of the fact that I hated the business of football and how they were doing players and, and, and positions dirty. Um, it's much more interesting now, but... This is just way too long, way too much. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get back into full gear when it comes to the NBA, man. So I'm yeah. I'm with you on that, dog. And honestly, I'm in favor of I'm 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 even in favor of dialing back to 14. I wouldn't be Thanks. mad at it either, bro, to be honest with you. And then the other thing is with the extra week, that inflates records. So a lot of people beating their chest about I'm the best receiver in the league, I'm the best running back in the league, I got the most yards, blah, 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 blah. But you had how many extra games to do it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not really saying much in the in the context of it. Yeah. I, 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 I want to go back to 14. Let's get off into the quick hits. I only got one. Georgia Kings of the, the college football world. They took home the national championship last night. Got their lick back against Alabama in Indianapolis. Um, is it safe to say that the SEC is is truly the juggernauts of the football world, man? Or do you think there's a little bit of a bias, a, a bias that we're not ta- we're not thinking about? I definitely think there's a bias uh, for the SEC, and I think it. Okay, put it after the SEC championship game. In essence, Michigan should have moved up to number one, without a doubt. Uh, because they beat number two Ohio State at the time, and Alabama should have moved up to two, Georgia to three, since he at four. So in essence, because they didn't want to do a rematch in the first round of the playoffs, Alabama and Georgia, they put them on opposite sides of the bracket, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but I also think that, um, you know, when you look at Georgia, they didn't really play anybody this year. Most of the year. I mean, I mean, yes, they won the national championship and they won the games that were in front of them. Yes. But they didn't really play anybody this year. I think the SEC as a whole has gotten far weaker than what people are saying. You look at the Floridas of the world. You look at the old misses of the world. LSU. LSU, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Um, which, is a, which is a very good point, which is why they went and tried to get Texas and Oklahoma to pull up on them next yeah, year. Yeah, you can talk about Tennessee and Kentucky. Vanderbilt, like none of these teams are really relevant in the football world. I mean, every now and then Auburn will pop up and LSU will pop up, <laughs> but it's really just Bama. Yeah, I mean, every, and even Georgia, who's on a recent run now. But I mean, I mean, the SEC isn't as strong overall as people make it out to be. It's very, very top heavy. Nick Saban, twenty five and two against his former assistants, including the loss from last night. So, um. He didn't even like he gave a damn like, bro, I got as many as I need. And I had that conversation a little while ago. I had Pollock on the show 
couple of weeks back. How many rings is enough? How many How many more championships would he need before he can run for governor of Alabama? Or just call it quits. Like, you already know you got a statue coming. You already know, know you got more rings. I didn't even know it either. Yeah, he could have ran. He could have ran five years ago. <laughs> word, word around the campfire is last night was his last game, but they're, they're keeping it quiet. We're going we're gonna to continue to keep it locked, though. We're going to continue to keep keep an eye on that. Um, I got a little bit of a, I got a little bit ahead of myself last week with the rundown. Uh, so nothing really on the horizon coming up this week. So just revert back to episode sixty two for what's coming up. But I do want to put your mind on something um, that I just that just came across to me earlier today, Jeezy. Um, Let's go. The answer force they got uh, a tunnel the colorway, Eagles. January twenty first. So the step over drums, but they got them in a in a forest green, hard, the, hard. The eagle colorway, yeah. Ooh, Rick Flair. I don't know if you seen him. him, boy, but I I might I have to. Him. Yo, yo, yo. This ain't even an OG colorway, but I might have to go ahead and and, and bust Man, down a couple. You uh, gotta grab the custom Iverson jersey, bro. The yeah. Eagles Iverson jersey from. Oh, from the I just I just peeped. I didn't even realize that's what that yeah, was. Yeah, the jersey. I that got he wore you to the game in the 01 finals. That's the nod to it. I got but he, but you. Iverson had an actual Iverson Eagles jersey, not even somebody else. It was an Iverson Eagles jersey. So I didn't even get peep down. I've been looking for the jersey somewhere. And don't nobody make you I have to do the little customize, hit the custom shop, throw the three on the back, Dumb get shits. the Iverson on it. But Dumb shits is bananas and they only a hundred. They only a hundred, dog. They only going they only doing it for a hundred? A hundo, bro. Bro, and Re- Reebok been going crazy. And they got three shoes dropping that day. Cause they got the multicolor pack dropping with the uh with the uh question lows, mm-hmm. the black question lows multicolor, and they got some uh kamikaze twos dropping in the multicolor. Man, Reebok back, you heard? Man, look, I've been on the Reebok kick. Let me give you this game show before we get up out of here. So we sticking with college football. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, there have only been 15 BCS National Championship games. We halfway to that now with the college football playoff. MG, you got 30 seconds. The last BCS National Championship game was played in 2013. You got 30 seconds to give me the winner and the MVP of that game. No pressure. Ooh. 30 seconds and your time starts now. I'm going to go with Bama, Ohio State. Take your time. Take your time. That's the final answer. You got about 10 seconds. No, 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 no. Was it Auburn, Oregon, Cam Newton? You was close. (sighs) You was close, but no cigar. It's probably on your mind because uh, what's today? The 11th, the 10th? Uh, it was the I want to say twelve year anniversary of that game, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Auburn okay. went fourteen and zero. The last BCS national championship game, Florida State beat Auburn. Oh, at the Rose Bowl, and it was Jameis Winston's birthday yes. when he was the MVP. That's the game. The game winning touchdown. Game winning touchdown. Kelvin Benjamin. They yep. came back the next year and lost in the semifinal round against, um, I think it was, yeah, against Oregon, right? Against Marcus Mariota because he won the Heisman after Jameis won it. Yep. And then Oregon went in and lost uh, to Ohio State because Ohio State beat Bama and the Sugar. And then mm. they won the first national, they won the first college football playoff. Urban Meyer and Ohio State Buckeyes. So, Tripped you up a little bit. I thought you was gonna catch that one, but Man. I I squeaked I I squeaked by yeah, with a vid. Got it in there. <laughs> shout outs for the week before we get you out of here, bro. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Reggie Jackson who posterized Jokic like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no nah, man, one of the one of the one of the old bad boys, one of the bad boy two point Look, man. But uh, no, nah, just a shout out to the regulars, man. Everybody on the, you know, over on the Blitz team. Obviously, you, you, you this podcast, this podcast. Um, 
you know, just wishing everybody, man, you know, blessings and, and peace and prosperity for the new year. Bless up, bless up. Yes, yeah, Sarski. Uh, my shout out for the week. Shout out to Mr. Over Under on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to wade very, very slowly into the shallow waters of, of sports betting. But I follow Mr. Over Under on Twitter. Check him out. He has a dope strategy. But he put 1500 on Draymond to have, under. I think it was under seven rebounds, under five points, and under three assists on Sunday night. And ended up cashing out for 30 G's, boy. 30000 on a $1,500 bet. I don't even know if you remember this, bro. But it was because Clay came back that night, right? Draymond checked into the game as a starter just to pay homage to Clay and then sat the rest of the game. Yeah, with the calf tightness. So he didn't put up no stats. No stats. That is hilarious. Man, Jack Moo, he said, he said, he said DraftKings tried to juke him. They tried to, they, they was like, oh, you cheating. That don't count. That don't count. Nah, it counts, Playboy. Nah, he checked at the game. He you was heard? on the list of starters. He got a, he picked up a foul. <laughs> Straight up and down. That was that was a jack move if I ever seen one. So shout out to Mr. Ovond on Twitter. Like you said, shout out to the usual suspects, the black podcast that do it for me. Um BU, Ashley and Vail out in Japan. Shout out to three ish. My boy Kelvin, my boy Kelvin Robinson out there on it. Uh, Jay Sims, Joe Jack, Young Juice, AE Media, KD over at the Reason to Doubt podcast. Terry Rosen and Cam at the Terry Rosen podcast. Cody Mack over at What's the Word? What's the deal, man? Um, shout out to you, my boy. Appreciate you pulling up on me again. Always. Like I said, late night episode, but I put the bat signal up and you you always come through for me. I threw the live and you slam dunked it. So I appreciate you pulling up. Shout my out to God. you and Shadi over at the DVP only on blitzsportnetwork.com. Um, Taper Talk, Dino, happy belated birthday, my dog. I wish I was out there to celebrate with you in the A, but like I said, church on the move, NFL playoffs, you know what it is. Uh, KO Cardi and Dino over at Taper Talk, what's the word? Shout out to my boys, Casey and Kendall. They just celebrated their 30th birthday. Triple X stars in the building. Um, Peace and love to everybody. Like you said, we starting off the deuce deuces in a major way. Y'all continue to keep it locked. We appreciate y'all tapping in with the MVP each and every time we do it. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Get in tune. The Hitman Podcast is in your phone right now. We everywhere that podcast live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that. Hit us up on the YouTube. Check us out on the socials. The Instagram is at Hitman Podcast. At labeled and on same thing on the Twitter and don't ever forget in your life, man. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f-ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Sixty three of them, we gone. Holla. <laughs>